Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf. Kuf tezayin, we're on Kuf tezvavim abeiz. Two lines from the bottom, Tanur Abadan. So the Gemara here, coming off the mission, the mission was discussing which things you could save from a fire on Shabbos. So the Gemara here got into the discussion of how many letters in the Sefer Torah makes it a, uh, enough that you would save it on Shabbos and halachically called the Sefer Torah. So we got into the 85 letters and that brought us to the, we learned that from the parsha of Vayhi bin Sayyah Arayin. So once we brought that in, Tanur Abadan, Vayhi bin Sayyah Arayin, Vayhi parsha zu asla kadosh baruch hu simaniyos. Kadosh baruch hu made simaniyos, which we know from our Chumash, from our Sefer Torah, there's a nun. You have your uh, upside down nun. There's a sim in there. Melmalu lamata before the parsha Vayhi bin Sayyah and Ulamata, after that, Pasha, I think the art school footnotes has a picture of it. You'll, uh, you'll Google it afterwards. Loimar to tell us, She'in zu mekema. So the Tanakhama says the reason why you have these nuns in the Chumash, you don't see this. The Marshal was bothered at, aren't you uh, ruining the Sefer Torah? You're adding letters to it. It's a famous chuva of the Nadi Behuda, which says there's no problem of adding those backwards nuns, and that's the minog we have in our uh, Sefer Torah. So why, in fact, is it here? Tanakhama says, She'in zu mekema. It's telling us that really, this parsha of Ahibin Sa'ar and Veramosha is talking about the traveling of, of the Yidin in the Midbar has nothing to do with, uh, with where it is uh, written in the Torah. Rabbi Armer, Rabbi says, That's not the reason why you have these nuns. It's coming to tell me that we learned in Yeshiva there are five books of, uh, of the Torah. Not true. There's another one, or we'll see, there's another two perhaps. There's another one called Ahibin Sa'ar and Veramosha. That's a separate. Uh, Safer on its own. Now, Keman Ozla Hod Amar, Rabbi Shmuel Banach, Nam Rabbi Anderson, who, which one of these two opinions goes with the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel Banach, the name of Rabbi Anderson, on the Pasuk in Mishnah, the Pasuk in Mishnah says, Chachma is Bansa Besa, Chatzva Amudah Shiva. What does that mean? Chatzva Amudah Shiva, Elu Shiva Sifre Torah. There are seven books of the Torah. Now, how do you have seven books of the Torah? So you have your classic, you have your Brashish Mois, Vikramitr Dvarim, that's five. Comes along, Rabbi. Rabbi says, Vahibin Saran is a parsha bifneatzma. So you have uh, before Vahibin Saran, that's one, Vahibin Saran Arn itself, and after Vahibin Saran. So Vahibin went from one to three. So you do the math, now you have seven books in the, uh, in, in, in the Chumash. You have to, you have to change your uh, Haggadah songs, right? Not five books in the Chumash, you have uh, seven, according to. So who does this go with? Kiman Kirebi, it goes like the sheet of Rebbe, that the reason why there's these backwards nuns in your Chumash, in your, in your Sefer Torah, is to show me it's a parsha bifnei atzma. Now, man tana de palagalei the Rebbe, who is the tana that argues in Rebbe, and says the reason why there's these nuns, these simonim in the, in, the, in the Sefer Torah is because it's not in the proper place. Who is that? Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who, this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. The tani wrote in the Bryce, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Oimer, I see the parsha zu, one day, this parsha is going to be Sheti Akamikan will be uprooted from this place in the uh, in the in the in the Sefer Torah, and it will be written in the proper place, which would be in the in the, in the place where the Chumash talks about the traveling and the camps of the different Shvatim. That's the proper place. That has nothing to do with Parshas Ba'aleischa. So, so the Gemara says, So why in fact did, uh, did HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it here? There's the, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted us to split between the first Peronius, the first punishment, the first Averis that Klai Yisrael did, to the Peronius Shnia, the second Peronius. And the Gemara is ask, which Peronius are we talking about? Peronius Shnia Mahi, what is the second Peronius? So the Gemara says, They were complaining to Kadesh Baruch Hu 
that they didn't, they didn't want to be traveling, they were fetching. The, in, in the Chassidish Islam, they write that this itself is a, is a, is a problem, that just, just the fetching itself, that is called Peronius. So that's the second one. Peronius Rishonah, what's before that, before the Vahibin Sa'aron, that's Vayisu Mehar Hashem. They traveled away from Har Hashem. We know Rashi tells us, Ketinak Shebarech Mbesa Sefer, they ran out of, you know, they by Har Sinai for 345 days. They wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Shesoru Me'achari Hashem. Not only did they leave Har Sinai, they left Me'achari Hashem from Hashem. The Marshal points out, how do I know it's Me'achari Hashem? Because the, the Torah never calls Har Sinai Har Hashem. It's called Har Sinai. So why over here is it calling it Har Hashem? Because like the 40 and slip, that they left God's mountain. So you see, they weren't just leaving Har Sinai. They wanted to get out of there, get out of, you know, Hashem's Torah, so that it was the Peronius Rishana. So therefore we have Bahib and Sarah to split up between Peronius Rishana before so the first part of Bamidbar that ends up with the Peronius Rishana, and then the second one of the Vahiam Kimis Ainanin. Now the Hechan Mukhaimah, what's the proper place? Where should this be and where will it be lost in Lava according to Rabban Shimon Bang Amlia? So Amarab Ashi Batigalim in the Psukim that talk about the flags, the different Shvatim, how they were set up in, in, uh, in how their uh, camp was set up. That is the proper place for the the parsha of Ahib and Sayyaharain. Ibailhu, that's the following Shiloh. We were discussing what you're allowed to save on Shabbos. So what about Hakuyonim? The Gayonim is the, the margins, the the smooth place of the cloth where there's no words written at. So Gayonim shall save a Torah. So those empty parts of the Sefer Torah. Can I save it from the fire? Or maybe I cannot save it from the fire. And what would be the question? How much Kedusha does it have? Is this considered a Sefer Torah proper? So let's see. So Tashma, we bring a riot from the following Brisa. So Sefer Torah Shabala, you have a Sefer Torah that got worn out. This is yesterday's daft. If you could have, you could gather together 85 letters from the entire Sefer Torah. Kigoyin, which would be the equivalent of Parshas Vahibin Sararain, Matzilin, you could save it, Vimlav, but if not, Ein Matzilin, you cannot save the Sefer Torah on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Why do I, why, why is it all based on the number, 85? Even if I only have 84 letters, I still have some parchment there. So if it's true that the margins, the empty spaces of the Sefer Torah is is considered valuable that I'm able to save it on Shabbos from the fire. So why does the Bryce say only if I have 85 letters do I save it? Even if I have 84 letters, just from the Galyonis alone, I should be able to save it. So it must be that you don't save the Galyonis on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, no, Balashani. When uh, Sabatari got worn out, so that's different. The, when do we say the Galyonis, the margins have Kedusha? That's when you have a regular Sefer Torah and you have space in between, you have space on the edges. That has Kedusha. However, if the whole thing got worn out, the only reason why the Galyanis, the, uh, the margins, have Kedusha is because there's a Sefer Torah here. But once I dip down below 85, I don't have 85 letters anymore, so there goes the Sefer Torah. The Galyanis go out the door with it as well. So, so that's why, don't bring me a Raya, that the Galyanis are not considered Chashev. So Tashma will try another Raya. Sefer Torah Shinimchak, you had a Sefer Torah that got erased. Very similar, Why is this true? Forget about the actual, you know, the, the rest of the Sefer Torah. What about the parchment itself? The cloth itself that you have these letters written on, 
why don't we save it from the class? The Gemara says, We're not asking about the place of where the letters are written. Why? One of this, these things have Kedusha. That's Agav Ksav with the Kaddish. It only has Kedusha because of the Ksav. So Azok Ksav, Azlo Le, Kedusha say. So once the Ksav leaves, you do not have Kedusha there anymore. Kikami Boyali, what was my Shaila? Shamala Vishamata. On top of the Ksav and below the Ksav. Or Shabain Parshal Parsha, in between different Parshas. Shabain Daf Daf, between you know, each column and another column. Shabbat the beginning of the Chumash, the, the Sefer Torah, the end of the Sefer Torah, that's when you have extra space. That is why, that is our Shiloh. So the Gemara says, So fine. So if, if you're asking me specifically about the left, the, the margins and the empty spaces in the Sefer Torah, so why are we busy with 85 letters, even if you only have 82 letters, as long as it's, it's on a scroll, a proper Sefer Torah scroll, even though all the letters got erased, I still have good cloth. So the Gemara says, not the case. The case that our Bryce spoke about with the 85 letters, that was talking about where you only have that part of the Torah. No scrolls, no nothing. All you have is that little piece of those 85 letters. Everything else was thrown in the garbage. So that's what we're asking. That's what we're saying. Halacha, you have to have 85 letters. But in Kharami, perhaps if there would be a piece of scroll left over, you would indeed save it on Shabbos. So you do not have any conclusive proof from the discussion of the 85 letters uh, because perhaps we were discussing when you only had those letters, no klaf, no atzichayim, nothing else. All you had was, the, was that parsha. Next attempt, Tashma. So we went to the Mishnah Enya Daim. So we had this a few times already. We had it in Brachos, we had it in Shabbos earlier. That uh, there's a concept of, of uh, tumas yadayim when it comes to cloth. If a person touches cloth, so his hands become tummy. What was the point of this? So this is one of the yurches dvarim we had between Beishame uh, Beishelo. One of the, the concern was that people used to uh, used to assume that since sifrei Torah are kadosh and truma is kadosh, they bring the truma to the uh, to the uh, while they're learning, they would leave their sandwich there. The mice would come eat the sandwich and the sifrei Torah. So Chazal saw that. The Sifra Torah were going to get ruined, so no more sandwiches uh, of truma near the Torah. So how, how are you going to have that put into, put into play? The only way you do that is you say, oh, you have to wash your hands if you touch the Sifra Torah. So then you're not going to bring your truma there because your truma will become tummy. And you wouldn't bring anything else there because that's not Kaddish. So you, ha- you assume truma is Kaddish, Sifra Torah Kaddish. That's the background to the concept of Tumas Yadayim when it comes to cloth. So when the Mishnah in Yadayim says, Hagel Yoinim, which means the margins again, Shamala v'shamata, Shabin Parsha Parsha, Shabin Daf Daf. All these things metamin as yadaim. So what do you see from here? That they do have the din, they do have the halachic status of a sefer Torah. It makes my hands tame. Shouldn't that be? Shouldn't that show me that a klap does have kedusha? So the Gemara says the same tarot we had before. Dilma agav sefer Torah shani. Maybe only it only has kedusha when it's part of a existing sefer Torah. My question was, what if I don't have a sefer Torah anymore? All I have is a piece of parchment. Is that called kadosh? We don't know. You brought me a riot from your dime, Tumas Yadayim. That's when a person touches Megillah. He touches Sefer Torah. That is the Sefer Torah, and he touched the parchment. So that's when we know that you'd be Tummy. One more b'risa. Tashma, bring another riot. Hagel Yoinim, the Sifrei Minim. So now we get into another discussion. You have Gil Yoinim, which sounds like your typical margins. The Sifrei Minim. A Sifrei Minim means, as Rashi says, you have Tanakh that was written by a Min. So we mentioned this a few times. Min is Mitamida Yeshu Noitri. So that's the original Christians. So they were Jews, right? So they were called Minin. That was the term that, that, that Gemara used. Okay, so let's say they wrote 
the, you know, an Old Testament. We'll have to figure out if that halacha applies today. But let's assume back in the day, they uh, had minim, people that no longer kept uh, what we, we know as Yiddishkeit. They started a new religion, but they kept uh, the original Bible. So you have your Tanakh, and they wrote it. So halacha is in You cannot save it from a fire. Why? Because that's Slavoj de Zara. That's, your, yeah, it's not, that's not part of uh, our, our religion. You should let it burn in its place, them and the Askarisin, the, the parchment and the, uh, the Shem Hashem. Even if it says God, it says a lot of things, you still let it burn. So what do we see from here? You said Hagoyonim and the Sifreminim. We're equating the Gilyon, and it seems like the, par- the margin of your regular Sefer Torah has the same din as Sifreminim, as your Old Testament written by the original Christians. My love, Gilyonim. Safer, of safe, the Sefer Torah. Aren't we talking about a gillion of a Sefer Torah and you still see you cannot save it? Sefer says, lie, no. We're talking about gillionim, the Sifrei meaning. We didn't mean the margins of a Sefer Torah has the same status as you know, a Void Zara book. No, it, mean, it meant to say that the gillionim, the margins of these, of the Old Testament uh, written by this Christian has the same din as the uh, the uh, the safer. Someone says hashda sifrei meaning gufaya imatzilam. Hold on a second. So what's the chiddush? Did I not? Did I not save the gilyoin of this Old Testament on Shabbos? Why well, do think that's kedusha? If the if the safer itself, the book itself, I have to let it burn because it was written by a min. So the parchment, uh, the uh, chiddush is not only you have to burn, let the burn, let the book burn. You have to let the parchment burn. So hashda sifrei meaning gufaya imatzilam. You can't save it on Shabbos. Gilyoin in miboy chiddush that even the gilyoin you have to save. So the Gemara says hachika. This is what the Bryce meant to say. The Sifrei Minin and these books that are written by Amin Harei Hain Kilgul it's just has the same exact status as a Gilyon. Here it doesn't mean the margins of a Sevatar, it means, it means empty cloth. It's as if it's worthless. So let it burn. It's just regular uh, you know, paper. And that is what the uh, Bryce meant to say. Okay, Gufa. We learned in a in a uh, we learned this in the Brisa before. How the Yoyin and the Sifrei Minim. So once we mention this concept of the Sifrei Minim, so we get into some interesting uh to here about the uh, the Minim. Hagen of the Sifrei Minim imat silon oisan mipne hadaleka. You don't save it on, from a fire on Shabbos. Rabbi Yosi Amr Bachol. What if it was during the week? So koider es haskarish abehen. You would cut out the the Shem Hashem that was written in this book. Uh, the Goinzani, you put that in Geniza, put that in Shemus. Do you save that? Bahashar, and the rest, so funny, let it burn. So during the week, you have the option of cutting it out. On Shabbos, you don't have that option. So on Shabbos, you let it burn entirely. During the week, you cut out a piece. I'm Rab Tafrin, a kapachasbane, I'll bury my sons. Meaning he swore, he swore, Shemyavoyu liyadi. If I would get one of my hands on one of these books, one of these Old Testament Bibles, Shani Esroif Oisam Vesa Skarishaben, I would burn it and I would burn the names in it, even the Yurke Vavke. Why? How could you burn Yurke Vavke? So he'll say, he'll see. Shafilu Adam If someone is being chased by someone, somebody wants to kill him. And a Nachash, a snake is running after a person to bite him. So Halach is Niknas the base of a Dazara. You're allowed to enter a uh, of a Dazara, you're allowed to enter a, a base of a Dazara, a church a shrine, whatever, to save yourself, which is interesting because typically you're not allowed to save yourself through Avodah Zarah. So this is an entire sugya. We'll, uh, we'll get to this in the Sechla Sanhedrin. So it's better to go to a church than to go to a, uh, uh, a synagogue of these meaning, of these people that are Jewish, but they're the original Christians. It's better to go to a church than to go to this. This does come up in... Uh, 
in some discussions regarding various types of synagogues throughout America where people, you know, they'll treat a church better than, you know, various sects of, of people that are, that, that are Jewish, right? But if, why is that? So the Rishonim explained because Shema Yimsha HaCharem, and the Gemara says this, that a person might get, uh, get swayed by them as opposed to a base of Avadah You know, it's Avadah Zara. I'm not going to get swayed by it. But if something is a different version of Yiddishkeit, so there's more concern. Okay, everyone knows what I'm talking about, but uh, we'll discuss it off record. Okay. Next, Va'alein uh, I'm sorry, why? So he says, Sha'alalu makirin v'kaifrin. These people understand the Kodesh Baruch when they're still kaifer. Va'alalu, they don't know anything, so therefore I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be Moshe Chacharein. Va'alein ha'kasa v'aymer. And on the meaning, those that were Jewish and they went into Christianity, the Pasuk says, Va'achar ha'delas ha'mezuzah samta zichroinich, that they put the remembrance of you behind the door. They didn't care about the Kodesh Baruch anymore. Am Rabbi Shmuel, Kavachaymer. So the problem is very nice that they're bad people, but I understand you don't want to save the uh, the actual book. But how could you how could you let the uh, how could you burn the shame Hashem? So Rabbi Shmuel says the following kavuchimer. So this is going to Masechta Saita. ben to make peace between a husband and wife. That Kadosh Baruch says erase my name with the water. That's with the uh, the Pasha Saita. Even though the Shem Hashem is there, so halalu these meaning shematilun kina ve'eva v'sachros ben Yisrael avin shvashmein. They're causing people to have hatred to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Alachas kama v'kama to make shalom. You'd be allowed to erase the Shem Hashem. Va'aleim amar davin on this davin amelach said halay misanecha Hashem esna u'ubis koyimecha eskoitat. So you're supposed to hate those that those that uh, are enemies of Kadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why I am right. I'm correct for burning these books. The same way you don't save it from a fire. Even during the week, you have rubble of lemon amayim. You have a, it's in it's in a, it goes into the ocean. It's in water of lemi davar hamaadon. Anything that's going to destroy it, a person would not save these things. So Yosef Bar-Charon asked the following shout from Rabbi Avon. Yeah, these books of the Avidan. So the Avidan was some type of debate. They used to have these, uh, I guess, journals or whatever, debating uh, Yiddishkeit back and forth. So they had this place called the Be'avidan. And that was where these debates would take place. No virtual uh, debates. So Do I, can I save these books with these books that have these uh, debate uh, discussions? So the Gemara says... He responded in the Sometimes he said yes, sometimes he said no. He didn't have a clear answer. Now, what, what was the question over here? So the Rishonim explained that in these uh, articles, these journals, you had some tire in it. You had the, the responses. So you did have a lot of tire in it coming from, I guess, our side versus the other. Uh, other, other, uh, you know, journal, other writings in that journal would obviously be apicursus. So there was a question: Do I save it? Do I not save it? Half of the authors were written by, half of the articles written by observant Jews. So that's why I didn't have a clear answer. So Rav Avidan, Rav would not go there. Why? So he was concerned they would kill him, amongst other concerns. The Kolshke and the Bein Nitzrafi. For sure, he wouldn't go to a church. He wouldn't go. To, he wouldn't go there. Shmuel the Bein Nitzrafi. He wouldn't go to this, these shrines, these churches. But Lebe Avidan he would in fact go to these debates. So Amulei Larav. Now again, Shmuel was a doctor, so could be he had more confidence in his debating skills. I don't know. The Gemara doesn't say. So Amulei Larav. So the Minim, these uh, these Christians, they told Rava, my time Amulei Usis. Why don't you go to Be'avidan? Why don't you debate us? So Amalahu, 
Dikla Palania Ika Baarcha. There's a there's a big palm tree in the middle of the road, the Kashili, and I'm I'm not able to to walk past it. These roots, uh, you know, you know, are sticking out of the ground. It's dangerous. So Nakre, so they told him we got rid of it. No excuse anymore. So he said, Duchte Kashili still. The place where you uprooted it, now it's not even. I can't walk there. Seemingly, he's looking for excuses to avoid these debates. Me, I, I recognize, they, they know me there, so I don't, I'm not afraid. I'll go debate. But I'm not afraid of them. So the Gemara says, One time he actually went there and bowled a sakune. They tried to kill him. So in fact, even though he was confident there, they, uh, they did want to cause him harm. Okay, so Ima Shalom, there was a woman named Ima Shalom. She was the Bisu de Rabbi Elazar. She was the wife of Rabbi Elazar. And Achte de Rabbi Gamliel Havai. She was the sister of Rabbi Gamliel. So Havahu Peloi Safa, there was this philosopher. Rashi says, I mean, philosopher means a min. Someone who, uh, I guess the Gemara was also, they were scared had to be uh, politically correct when they wrote it. So you had a philosopher, Bishvuvise, that lived in their neighborhood. So a certain philosopher, and you're going to see from this discussion that he was like a judge. He was a... Uh, he was a judge, and he wasn't so um, so honest. So he had a big name, you know. And in, in the press, they said he he would not take any bribes, but that wasn't true. So Bola Chuchibe, so having a little on his sister, decided to set him up. They'll set him up with the whole show over here, and the following story transpires. So Ayla shrugged the Hava. So she brought in before their case even started. So they come to this uh, this court. And this, uh, this fellow, this philosopher, he's sitting there, and she brings him a golden lamp. Vazla Kame, and Argonil comes in. Amale, she tells Philosopha, this guy, this judge, So I want the Rabbi Gamliel should split up the Yerusha from the inheritance of our father. Even though he's the boy, I'm the girl, still we want to split it up. So Amalahu. He said, the, he said, the, he paskin, plugu, no problem, you can split it. So Amalek Amalek says to this, this, uh, this man who was, you know, he came from, he has a, Jew, he has a Jewish background, Ksivlan, we have, the Torah says, the Makim Barata Loiseros. The Torah says, in a place where there is a son, the daughter does not get a Yerusha. Again, today we do uh, different stories, people do, uh, you'll figure it out. But uh, how, from the strict Torah perspective, only the boys get a Yerusha. So the Gemara says, so Amale, so, so this response was, this is the Christian response, after we were exiled from our land, it's not Talis, Araisa, the Moshe, the Torah of Moshe was taken away, that Old Testament is Yahavis Sifra Achriti. There's a New Testament here, there's a new sheriff in town, Uksiv Bey, and, it, and that and that Bible says that a son and daughter equal rights they could split they split it together okay fine that's the end of day one day two they come to appeal this decision so Leo comes and he brings along with him a donkey a luva like a, the luvnik donkey we had back in the, the parak of these donkeys are very wild and they were able to you would put more constraints on them and that was not considered carrying on Shabbos if you remember the Luba donkeys so he brings it so Amar Luhu Shafilis Lesefi de Sifra so here's his response now that he has a donkey here so this is the appeal school he says you know what I Taka looked it up last night. I looked it up. I looked up this the Shiloh. And at the end of this uh, this this New Testament, it says, I know the Moshe. So this this 
this prophet is saying that I didn't come to take away from Tyrus Moshe. He didn't come to add anything to Moshe. And nothing added, no difference. I don't know what the point of this New Testament is, if it's not adding or subtracting. But I, I looked it up last night in the base Madrash, and it seems like there's no New uh, Testament. So we're back to square one. And therefore, Ksibbe, and it says in, in, the, in the Old Testament, in a place where there's a son, the girl does not have any Yerusha. So he changed his mind. Now that he got a better bribe, he changed his mind. So Amalei, so Ima Shalim tells the, uh, the judge, Nahar Nahara Kishraga, let your uh, lamp light up like a, uh, like, a, like, a, like a torch, whatever. And she was hinting to him, what about the thing I gave you yesterday? So I'm going to tell the sister, the donkey came and uh, it pushed away your candle. So they did a whole shtick on this guy, they did a whole show over here to show that he was not exactly so honest. Okay. Next, going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah told us that we do not read uh, Rashi explained that we read Navi on Shabbos, they don't read Ksuvim, and the Mishnah said because they play Bittel based on matters. The reason why you don't read Ksuvim on Shabbos is because of the Bittel based matters. So the Gemara is going to get into what exactly this means. So I'm a rab. This was only taught Elabizman based on matters. Only the times where they uh, actually had the drush on the base matters. So if you want to look at the schedule back in the day, the Mishnah Brewer and Hilchus Yantiv talks about this. That used to be they would wake up early, they would daven, they would maybe learn before davening, daven quickly, no speeches and mishaberachs and all that stuff. And then they would perhaps make kiddush, they would have a serious learning seder. That seder was called the, uh, the, the pirka. It was, it was a time where the Gemara Giddens says that a person would be eating or, or doing something else during this time, it would be bad. Then they would go, they would, they would have mincha, it seems like. They would go home and have their suda, they would get drunk, and they would not be expected back in shul for the, for the, for the rest of the day. So that's chati lachem, chati lashem. That's how all these things fit. You know, today we don't have that. Shul takes three hours, so you don't, you don't really have that option. But that was the, called the, the time of the base matters. So when we said you cannot read Suvan, that means you can't take out a Sefer Rus and start reading Rus, that's only Bisman based on matters. During that time, where the, they had a Seder Kavua, everybody was learning at that time, so then you cannot do that. Avashalai Bisman based matters, but once you already had your Suda, and they didn't have base matters anymore, it says that Rav would, get, would drink more than Ravia Savoy, and he wouldn't be able to give Shir then, so then he wouldn't be expected. That wasn't the time to learn, that was the time to relax, to enjoy Shabbos, to enjoy Yantuf. So then, Kairin, instead of reading your Mishpacha magazine, there's no problem. You can read Megillus Rus, no problem. Even Shalib is not based on the entire Shabbos. You're not allowed to read uh, anything of, of, of Suvim. So the Gemara says, it can't be true. And Harda asked you the Shmuel Havo, and Harda was the town of Shmuel. Uven Harda Paski Sidrup Suvim, the Minchas of the Shabbos. They would read Suvim. After Mincha and Shabbos, now this is not the time of the base matters because they already had uh, learned already, but they will still read Ksuvim. Seems like a haftarah they read by Shabbos Mincha. So how could it be? So the Gemara says, Aliyitmar, Hachiyitmar, Amaravli, Shanu, Elabamakim base matters. This is only taught in the place of the base matters, in the base matters proper. Avashlebamakim base matters. Someone doesn't come to the rabbi's share. He wants to sit on the side and read Ksuvim, uh, Karim, he's allowed to read it. Shmuel Amar, Bebamakim base matters. There's no problem, you're allowed to read it as long as it's not called the Zman Base Medrash. And Shmuel goes according to his own reasoning. In his town, he paskined, Paski Sidr the Ksuvim, the Minchasa the Shab, so they would read Ksuvim by Mincha on Shabbos. Now, we're going back to what we originally said, that Shmuel says you can never read Ksuvim. And that fits with the Mishnah. The Mishnah says these things that you don't read. It doesn't make sense you don't read it you know, for three hours on Shabbos. You make a whole Mishnah out of that. It seems like you were not allowed to read Ksuvim 
throughout the entire Shabbos. So Shmuel Karab Nechemiah, and Shmuel goes to Rab Nechemiah, the Tani went to Nebraisa, Afal P, Shamru Kisya Kodesh in Karnaben, even though we said you cannot reksuvim on Shabbos, Afal Shainabem, you're allowed to learn it, meaning you're allowed to learn a medrash on it, Vidarshim, and you can make a drush on it. If the rabbi needs it for a speech, he could, you know, quote this Pasuk. Nitzrich La Pasuk, he actually needs to, to cite it. Maybe Varayaba, you could look it up. Why do we say you cannot read Kisve Kaidish? What's the problem? Because people will say, if, you can, if I cannot even read Megillas Esther, Megillas Rus, and Shabbos, for sure I cannot read my newspapers, my documents, my, uh, my, my, my tax return. You cannot read your Shtari Hedyaitas and Shabbos. So, in order to enforce the halachic of the halachas of what you can or cannot read on Shabbos, if I know I'm not to read Suvim, if I can't read Megillas Rus, I for sure cannot look at you know my uh, my loan documents or whatever whatever other Shtari Hedyaitas I would be thinking about reading. So, just by the way, there's two interesting halachas that come from this: the concept of not not saying uh, not reading Suvim on Shabbos. So, first of all, Bismanazeh. We don't have a set time of everybody learns together and there's no bitl based medrash. People learn when they want. You dive in early, you dive in late, you do whatever you want. Nobody has a specific time where the entire community is, is expected in shul. Maybe Shabbos HaGadol, maybe, maybe there will be an Indian of not being part of the Tibur, perhaps, but otherwise. That, maybe, I don't know, maybe. But, but even then, you learn whatever you want. You know, the happy you're learning. You know? I once had a Rebbe in camp. He said, we used to have uh, second Seder, you can learn whatever you want. He used to come around, he said, you can't learn Siddur. You know, it's actually Rebbe Engelson's brother. No learning Siddur, because he would come around, he'd just like pull out something from, from like a, the table. Yeah, so you weren't really learning. Okay, so a few halachas that come from this. So, again, today, Bismana Zeh, you could read Suvim. But historically, there were two things that were put into place. So I heard a, a psaac from Rav Salavechik. He, he wanted to say, Pshat, why when, uh, let's say, Shabbos, Chalamai Pesach, you read Shira Shirim before, before, before you lane. Shouldn't you say, Tadeh V'she'ina Tadeh, Tadeh Kaidim? You should be laning Chomesh, and then you, you should be laning Shira Shirim, or Kaheles. So he said that the Zman based Hamedrish was up until after laning. Once they finished laning, then the Zman based Hamedrish was over. So before laning, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to, I'm sorry, the Zman based started after laning. So before laning, I'm allowed to, to read Suvim. But after laning, that's the Zman based That's when everybody would sit and learn. They'd they probably die most of later. So at that point, I'm not allowed to read Suvim. That's one halachic uh, point. Another one is if you look in your benchers, uh, on, by, by benching, it says Migdol and Magdal, right? You say during the week, you say Magdal, Yeshua is Mal- Malkai, and then during on Shabbat, you say Migdol, Yeshua is Malkai. There's a famous Torah Tamima that says this whole thing is fake news, that that's not true. It's always the same same pasuk. However, there is a source for the concept of Migdal and Magdal. The source is this Gemara, that uh, Magdal Yeshua Smalkai is found in Tehillim. So during the week you could say it. There's no problem. But Migdal Yeshua, I'm sorry, but Magdal Yeshua is Tehillim. Tehillim is part of Suvim. So don't say it during benching. You'd rather pick another pasuk in Shmuel, which is Navi. It's not Suvim, which is Migdal Yeshua Smalkai. So that's the shot they say. Again, it, it could be it's, uh, the whole thing is fake news, but this would be the source for why you would switch in Shabbos from Magdil, Sefer Tehillim, to Migdal, found in Sefer Shmuel. Okay, we'll move on. Zot, okay, the ne- what do you say? But, but not reading other documents, not because we just said. So the other reason, because it might come to look at, look at your tax return, so to speak. Yeah, that's nothing to do with that. Right. So, no, but either way, they answered it. No, they answered reading Suvim on Shabbos. Why did they answer it? So I don't end up reading Shtari Hedyaitis. But either way, you still shouldn't read Suvim, according to that. Also, you're saying Bismanazad should still apply. They don't want you to delve into it. 
because they don't want they don't want you to to go your mind whatever to, to, to even do business. I hear you. No, but you, but you have a, you have another point here. I didn't think about it. That bismanazeh, if the whole reason was because of bittul base madrash, so bismanazeh, nobody has this base madrash that we always have to learn. But the point is mishum shtari hadyotos, then it would even apply bismanazeh. Okay, let's do the mishnah and a, and a few lines of gemara. So the mishnah, continuing the theme of saving things from the fire, the mishnah says matzilin tik hasefer imasefer. So let's say you have a sefer Torah and has a box to it or a bag or perhaps our mantle. You're allowed to save it with the safer. If you take out tefillin and my tefillin, you're allowed to take your tefillin bag with, with tefillin. We said you're allowed to save tefillin on Shabbos, so you can take your tefillin bag with it as well. Now, even if you have your, your dollars in there, you have, you have money in there, you're still allowed to take this tefillin bag. The Gemara tomorrow's daf and the next daf talk about muksa and buses. Isn't it a, how you allowed to move it? So we'll get to that later. And where are you allowed to move it to? You're allowed to just carry it in the street, violate Haitzah and Shabbos. So the Mishnah says, You're allowed to take it to a Mavoy, to an alleyway that's not Mufulosh. Even if it's open, if it's open on both sides, we'll see the Gemara is going to get into what exactly is this Mavoy. As you see, Rashi doesn't even comment on this because the Gemara spends enough time on this. So Tanah Rabbanah, we looked in a, a Brisa as following. And you're going to see, this. seems like there's no connection between this Brisa and our Mishnah. So you have to wait to the bottom of the Amr where we'll connect the dots. So Tanah Rabbanah. So Abba Asri, you have Erev Pesach, so 14th day of Nisan, Shechol Yerush B'Shabbos. So Pesach and Matzah Shabbos. So Halach is you're allowed to bring the Karim Pesach even on Shabbos. That's Psukim, we'll have a whole Sugya in the Sechtas Psukim, how we know this. Halach is you're allowed to shecht your Karim Pesach on Shabbos, and you're allowed to do many of the preparations. Now, what about mafshi, What about skinning the animal? So, skinning is one of the Lama uh, Tesmalachas. Am I allowed to skin the animal on Shabbos? Or maybe I have to wait till after Shabbos. So, Mavshitin is a Pesach at a Chazah. You're allowed to skin the animal, but only until the Chazah. The brisket, why is this? Because I need to remove the chalavim ve'evarim. In order to remove it, I have to take off some of the skin. The Gemara is going to explain why. Why can't they just leave the skin on and just make a hole? Because I have to burn the, the chalavim and evarim on the, on the mezbeach. So I'm allowed to do minimum skinning of this carbon. Divrei Rabbi Yishmol b'noisho b'yechem rim. Once you're already uh, skinning it, do the entire thing. So the Gemara says, hold on a second. I understand why I'm allowed to only uh, skin it up until the chaze, up until the brisket. That's needed in order to do a tzarech gavaya, which is bringing the chalav meivarim, that's gavaya, that's the base of Migdash, Indian. According to the Rabbana, my time, why in the world can I skin the entire animal? There's a concept of doing things, do things in the proper way. So the uh, the Gemara Brachas actually says you're supposed to wash your face every day, take a shower, look nice, smell good. Everything you do in life is supposed to be a Kavod Shemayim. So to have an animal with half the skin on, half off, it would not be a proper. That's called a Kavod. Uh, you know, if uh, if 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 you uh, if you have the skin on half on, the Gemara says, yeah, if I have the skin only halfway on, so it's going to spoil. It looks like a carcass. It looks like a you know uh, it's dead. But I'm saying it looks like an avela. It doesn't like a treated uh, animal. That you're giving hashivas to it. So that's why we're learning from the pasuk of Kalpal Hashem Lemaneu that a person should skin the entire animal even on Shabbos, either because it's going to spoil or because it looks like that you're not treating it with uh, proper respect. 
might be nice. What would be the difference between these two reasons? You put it on a golden table. So that's not a bazillion anymore. I'm showing that it's significant. It's not on the lawn in your slaughterhouse. It's, it's on a golden table. So it looks nice. Inami, Yoimeda Astana. It has a, the day that it was a perfect weather, various types of winds. It wasn't too hot, it wasn't too cold, and therefore it would not spoil. Or let's say at a refrigerated place. If the whole concern was that it's going to spoil with half the skin on, I do not have that concern. So, Omar, Rabbi Shmuel ben Rabbi Shabbat ben Breika, Hi, Paul Hashem the Maneu, my overlay. What does he actually see from this passage of Paul Hashem the Maneu regarding the carbon Pesach? So he says, that you could theoretically, if you were an uh, expert menaker, you could take out the chelev from your skirt steak and your hanger steak, take out the chelev and your, uh, you know, the back, the, the, the back part of the, um, of, of, of the animal. You could do that without skinning it. So maybe you should do it. So the Gemara says, since it says, My time, why not? You're going to have hairs from the hide all over your work. So therefore, it doesn't, it's not proper to bring that as your haktaras chalavim ve'evarm. So I'm going what did the, the Chacham respond? This is, how it, this is what it has to do with our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, In my Sefer, the Mishnah says that I'm allowed to take my Tfilin or my Sefer with the bag as well. Even if there's money there, I'm allowed to do that. So why is that? Seemingly, once I'm able for you to remove something that's necessary, we'll throw in something that's unnecessary. That's Muksa. So I'm allowed to take my Tfilin bag. I'm also allowed to take the money in there on Shabbos when there's a fire. So over here, when I'm skinning half the current Pesach, so, so, shouldn't you skin the entire thing? So the Gemara says, me, dummy, what, what are you comparing it to? Hassan, when it comes to the Muksa Shailah, Tiltal, the whole discussion here is only an Isidra button. At most, it will be Tiltal. We're going to talk about it's probably Tiltal Menatsad. It's Buses the Davra Asr, Davra Mutter. We're going to have dozens of reasons why you, you could be Makal. Hacha, over here, it's Malachas. One of the Lama Test Malachas called called uh, skinning. So, Mitzvah tomorrow, we'll finish up this question and the answer, getting into some of the Muxa Shailas, as well as some other topics. All right, Yashikoyach. Does it have to be-